0: Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food and fitness come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life, it's all fair game on Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a fitness and nutrition podcast where we're blunt, sometimes sweary, a lot times sweary, <laughs> and share <laughs> our real mistakes and stories to help your fitness journey suck less because we've been there. It does suck, and we will help you Figure out how to make it less sucky, guaranteed. We're powered by Little Movements Apparel. They make comfy, cute, functional, active wear. The owners, Marissa and Lindsay, are all about empowering and supporting other women, which makes us love them even more because good sisterhood is invaluable. They want to share that love with you, so listeners of MTK can save twenty percent on their entire order right now by using our promo code Meathead at checkout. Twenty percent off anything: leggings, bras, shirts, hoodies, coats. They've got it all. all like it. they've got an entire stock. You can check them out on little uh, littlemovementsapparel.com, um, and on Instagram at little movements apparel. So thanks little movements, you're dope. We love you. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, today I thought it would be since we just did a resolutions episode that it was pretty important that we talk about habits. Like we've, we've touched on this topic quite a bit on this podcast because it's important, not only just in your general life, but specifically in this instance to fitness and nutrition. Every single thing that you do in your life is part or is in part or a full on habit. A few episodes I gave the example of backing out of your driveway. This is a 27-step process that you don't even think about because you do it basically the same every single time, meaning it's a habit. Actually, earlier today, I got out of my truck. I had unlocked my truck, all the doors on it, and every single time I get out of my truck, I lock it. I had unlocked it because I needed to get stuff out of the other side of the truck, but I automatically locked it because my habit is to lock my truck the second I get out of it. (laughs) Habits.
0: Brains are funny like that and habits (laughs) are tough because we literally do them all the time without thinking. So tackling changing some of these habits is going to require a little bit of work on your part. It won't necessarily be the most fun thing that you've ever done, but your new habits will actually stick really quickly when you can pinpoint what needs to be changed and how you need to do it because it really doesn't take that long at all to fall into a habit. And we're going to dig into that here in a second.
1: Yeah. And the the other thing too, it, it might be a little bit of homework, but this one, this little homework assignment for yourself isn't as tedious or I don't think it's as boring <laughs> um, as, as some of the other things that that maybe come along with a fitness and nutrition journey. It's kind of fun to figure yourself out and like the why behind you do things.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're troubleshooting yourself.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <You're a
0: nerd. laughs> troubleshooting is like one of the funnest things to do when you're a nerd. So you can like shoot and <laughs> hack your own body. Like, Yeah. The future is
1: now. (laughs) The key to all of this is knowing what your habit loop is. I don't know if you have heard that term before, but it's kind of like uh, becoming more and more popular (laughs) to talk about. Every habit that you have, knowingly or not, has a habit loop. And understanding and figuring out what these are is super important to changing and shifting habits. The habit loop begins with a cue, is followed by a routine, And that leads to a reward. That may sound overly simple, but that's how all habits work.
0: It is. and But this is where it starts to kind of get tricky because you you want to figure out how do you change that habit. So you figure out what your quote unquote problem is. And you write it down, put it somewhere that you can reference it, like notepad on your phone, on a sticky note. For me, when I was like cutting down soda was super hard. It's probably the hardest habit I've changed. Mm -hmm. And I still drink soda. Caffeine is life. I love it. I always have, always will. It's in my life here to stay. So how do I keep myself from drinking 15 cans of Pepsi a day? You don't keep it in the house for starters. (laughs) But um, I also keep like plenty of filtered water and iced tea around because when I want something to drink, the first thing my brain says is, hey, you should go get a soda. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need the soda, but I want the soda. So it's like, okay, what do I need to do if I'm craving that soda? First, I'm going to try some water. If that doesn't work and I'm not just thirsty and I want caffeine, I'm going to go to iced tea or coffee. At the end of the day, if I'm still craving a soda, I'm going to go get the soda.
1: Right, exactly. And it's, it's kind of like I, I didn't drink a whole lot of soda like ever really. But when I had it in the house, I drank it more frequently because it was there. By not yeah. keeping it in the house, I didn't. I stopped thinking about it because it wasn't there. I removed the routine part of yeah, that. The temptation I, is gone. Yeah, I removed the temptation. I removed the middle part of the habit loop. If you want to change a bad, quote unquote, bad habit, you have to pay attention to and figure out what your cues and rewards are. That's super important because your cue and your reward – are the two important parts that, like, you absolutely have to understand? The routine's pretty easy to figure out once you know what those cues and rewards are. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you do know what those cues and rewards are for these habits, changing them becomes a hell of a lot more simple because, like I said, all you have to do is change the routine that's in the middle. Yep. Example for myself, like, I used to binge on junk food. It wasn't like, you know, I'm going to have a cookie, I'm eating the entire thing of Oreos like the bonus size of Oreos and I had to figure out what the cue was like what like what is causing me to want to follow through with this behavior and what is the reward the cue for me always and always has been in that instance on binging food is anger or stress the reward was the sugar rush
0: I feel like that's a lot of people
1: yeah like I I had to sit down and I'm like okay I'm doing this frequently enough that there's something going on, like what? Like what is my trigger? Triggers and cues are basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. The reward was the sugar rush because you get a little, it is a dopamine response to the sugar. Yeah. Uh, writing these things down really helped me realize that it was that simple. Now, when I feel anger or stress, I go do something active or just something different that doesn't involve being in the kitchen, whether that be a walk or just... Get, going and brushing my teeth, anything that isn't in the kitchen. But usually it's a walk. I'll just go for a walk. And the craving goes away pretty much immediately because I changed the routine. And the reward is the same because I'm still getting a dopamine fix. Yeah, your
0: your brain is still getting what it was looking for just in a different avenue.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And then at the end of the day too, sometimes, you know what, you try plan A through X. And you know what, sometimes you just want that Oreo. And that's okay too, but you Mm -hmm. just don't want you want to try every available option before you get to that thing you're craving. So like for me, it was the water and the tea. And then by the end of the day, usually I don't even want the soda because there's enough caffeine in the tea Mm -hmm. that I don't miss it anymore. My body just wants the caffeine. It doesn't care what mode of transport
1: it comes in. It
0: just wants that caffeine. Yeah. But it it can be really, really, really difficult. Like there's a,
1: there's something I would do want to put up on the website because sometimes like when it comes to like food cravings, sometimes your body isn't craving the cookie it's create it's craving a nutrient that your body is deficient in yep. and there is actually a really good graphic that I found like that I've I've looked to several times before I kind of just to help me out in the beginning when I couldn't figure out what these cravings were That runs down. If you're craving carbs, your body actually wants this nutrient. Or if you're craving fats, your body actually is looking for calcium, like things like that. We'll put that up on the website because I think that's super helpful, especially when it comes to food cravings and those habits that surround that. Because typically, not always, but typically your body is needing something else that it is not getting. And I know like this isn't the sexiest part of the episode or any episode that we've done, but I think it's really important to understand what the habit loop is to kind of start paying attention to maybe what your cues and triggers are. Um, There's a lot more information on the habit loop online. If you just Google the term habit loop Um, and also in the book, The Power of Habit by uh, Charles Duhigg, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. And you can find that in our Amazon store or at meatheadtestkitchen.com.
0: And if you are an oral fixation kind of person, changing those habits is going to be really tough. So you do want to figure out what your triggers are and do things like chew gum, eat a mint or like Sasha said, take a walk or crush that craving or urge. Uh, yeah. if, you're, if you're quitting cigarettes or alcohol, this is going to be an uphill battle. I'm really sorry. To tell that's an it.
1: addiction. Yeah. It's <laughs> also an addiction. It's a habit and it's an addiction, which is... That's, that's we won't, why
0: caffeine sucks too, because yeah. it's also an addiction. Yeah. For
1: sure. We won't conquer that here. And when we do conquer the, the marrying of habits and addictions, we'll have a, a specialist come on that can dive deep into into that stuff with us.
0: Yeah. Addiction is a very interesting thing. Um, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunately an interesting thing that I feel like has touched a lot of people's lives unknowingly.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, that is definitely something I want to talk about once we get more into things, because I feel like we're still kind of setting people up for success. Um, yeah. And we talked bit. about, we've talked about a lot of, of ways to crush your, you know, your habit trigger so far. So like what, what do you think we should do if you've done your your habit, I guess, your habit inventory? Is that what we'll call yeah, it? Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, that's a good What do you, What it? do you do after that? I've, I always recommend, like anything that we talk about on this podcast, we've always suggested, I, I say starting small. Start small. <laughs> like we've <laughs> talked about things that we recommend you do and maybe not enough time sm- focusing on the small things that you are doing. Remember, it does take 30 days of repeating behavior in order for it to become a habit. And a habit is what you do. So saying that, if you start today and keep moving your body, whether that be instead of sitting down all day, you're standing up and you're moving a little bit, that's better than not doing anything at all. If you keep doing that and moving your body for 30 days over and over and over again, it just becomes what you do. It's a habit at that point.
0: It is. And if you don't believe us, give it a try. I bet after week three, your brain is already going to start subconsciously cueing you to go get that workout in because brains are fun like that.
1: Yeah, they are. And there's actually like tons of studies that have been done on like, there is a habit part of your brain. Like habits are always a part, like your habits are always instilled in you, always. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to <laughs> create a new habit loop. Basically, you're just changing the old habits over. So just keep doing things. Just keep moving your body. And eventually, instead of sitting down, like Christine said, you're just gonna, your body's going to be like, hey, you didn't work out today. Maybe you should go do your walk. It's just how it happens. Repeated behavior becomes a habit. A lot of times that's easier said than done, though. And that's usually because people bite off more than they can chew. Like, yeah. at, the, at January 1st, I want to work out seven days a week and lose 30 pounds in two months. Yeah. And that sounds great. But what are you actually doing? Right. Wanting to do something and actually following through and doing them are not the same thing.
0: This specific situation, too, where people people say they want to work out seven days a week, lose 30 pounds, team no rest days, fucking go big or go home, whatever, max out or get out, whatever those fucking hashtags are on Instagram. There's a million of them. Uh, that's why we don't really sign up for that kind of mantra. Like mm-hmm. you, It's not sustainable, first of all. And it's dangerous working out seven days a week to lose 30 pounds in two months. Now, this is hype. This is hyperbole right now. This right. is But I've actually I've actually talked to people that want to lose 30 pounds in a month. And it's like, do you know how fucking difficult it is to lose a pound a day? Yeah. Also, it's not healthy
1: for you. You're st- you are starving yourself.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, if you if you are if you are obese if you're seeing a bariatric doctor, that's a different situation. You can lose 30 pounds in a month if you have a lot of weight to lose. But if you are, like, if you're just in the overweight category and you're, like, 15, 20 pounds overweight and you just want to look better and feel better, move better, you don't need to lose 30 pounds in a month. So why would you even think about that? Like, right. like just the host of problems that you open yourself up to with that. I mean, metabolic damage eating disorder mm-hmm. territory, uh, deficiencies in vitamins and minerals and all of it. Like, it's yeah. just, it will fuck you. So not if- to
1: mention losing, like, that's why we don't like fad diets and like in, and some of the verbiage that's used when people are trying to sell you a diet fad, like that's all great and everything. But after you get that 30 days and you lose that 15 pounds, now what?
0: Yeah. Because it's not sustainable. So you're not exactly. going to make that into a habit. So then you're, you're fucked all over again. You're back to page one. Right. Exactly. And you're hungry and you feel shitty and you're cold all the time because your body's like, what is going on? Right. It's, it's just a bad idea all around. Like when we talked, we talked about resolutions last week. Don't fall into the resolution trap. Just like you don't need to fall into the 30 pounds, 30 days trap. Someone's not going to give you abs in 30 days. You're not going to lose 60 pounds in 60 days. You might lose 15 pounds in 90 days, and that's really impressive and great, but you're not going to lose 30 pounds in two months. I'm sorry. But this is also where journaling is really important. If you write it down, it'll be there for reference, and if you're having a hard time figuring out your activity level, just write down your start and end times of your workouts, literally. Just jot it down in your phone so that
1: you know exactly what fitness and activity level you're currently at. Exactly, and and like any calculator that you're gonna find, if you're trying to figure out your total daily energy expenditure, so your TDEE, which we've talked about before, um, I think that was all the way back in episode two or three. So if you haven't heard that, go back and find it. We do cover that, and we also have the TDEE calculator up on our website at MeatheadTestKitchen.com. But it asks you to fill out your weekly movement, and a lot of people fill this out incorrectly. Because they fill out what they are planning to do, Mm -hmm. but not what they're actually currently doing. Like, it's cool. It's like, honestly, be honest with yourself from the get go, because that's going to set you up for success. Are you actually doing nothing now? Then you're probably sedentary and that's okay. Everybody starts somewhere. Being honest with yourself is super important to building healthier habits because then you're, you're setting yourself up for success because you were honest from the get go. That doesn't mean that's where you're always going to be. That's just, that just means that's where you currently are.
0: Yeah. And when it comes to lying, lying is never a good idea, especially lying to yourself. You always, like, if you're going to be honest with only one person in life ever, which I don't agree with, you should be honest with everybody because it's just easier to live an honest life and not fuck with people and make Mm. shit up and whatever, but you need to be honest with yourself before anybody else because you can't lie to yourself. You see everything that you do. Yeah. You know your bullshit more than anyone else. And if you're lying to yourself, you're essentially going to start gaslighting yourself into believing something. And when that wears off, you're going to be upset that you're not where you wanted to be because you started that, that vicious cycle of lying to yourself.
1: Yeah. Being Look- honest with <laughs> yourself is always going to get you miles closer to your goals step by step. Being humble just sets you up for success in general.
0: Like, Absolutely. in life
1: and on this journey, just in general.
0: Absolutely. Like, when I started, my activity level was sedentary. I was working out three times a week between, like, 30 to 60 minutes. So, you know, I put in, like, an hour and a half to three hours. Mm-hmm. Almost six years later, that's a very different number. I work out almost, you know, 10 to 15 hours a week now, depending on the week. But right. my training is very different. It, it, it will evolve. You're not always going to have that 30-minute workout that you're going to be embarrassed for putting into your activity tracker. And if you're embarrassed for putting it into your activity tracker, why? The only person that's going to see that's you. You don't have yeah. to post that on Facebook. You don't have to send that in an email to anybody. That is for you. That's just like the scale. It is for you. It is quantitative information to tell you exactly what kind of adjustments you need to make with your food intake. And that's it. Like, don't don't let it wreck you. It's just another number. And there's a lot of numbers on this journey. So you need to get used to seeing them and living with them and being okay with them. But again, if you aren't sure where you line up on the activity chart and you don't have enough journal info yet, just go to the lower end and adjust after five to seven days. If you feel like you're not getting enough food and your workouts aren't great. If you're, if you're feeling hungry constantly and your workouts are shitty, you need to eat more food, but we needed to find this out because you need to have a caloric deficit, but you also don't want to starve yourself. So when you're starting, there is kind of that
1: little, you're weird, probably going like- to be a little hungry though, too, because yeah. it, it, if you're in a deficit, you're going to be, first of all, if you're figuring this out for the first time, you're probably eating more than your body needs. Yes. To just be. Um, and then being in a deficit, you, you put that number down little by little by little, and it mm-hmm. takes some time for your body to adjust to that change too. So, you know, sometimes four weeks may be where you need to stay before it levels off. And once it levels off and you're at the same weight for a, you know, a week or two and you want to, and you're not losing, that's when you
0: shave, a, shave couple a little bit yep. off that
1: number. It's little by little like this is baby steps.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want you to be hungry all the time. You will be a little hungry, mm-hmm. but you'll know the difference between mm, I'm kind of hungry and yo, I'm fucking starving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a difference between I'm kind of hungry and I'm hangry and yeah. about to murder some people. <laughs> we don't
0: endorse hanger. <laughs> We've lived with it many times and it's a thing of
1: assured destruction. Yeah. Like, Don't wow, be hangry.
0: <laughs> nothing's going to fuck something up more than me when
1: I'm hangry. Damn. <laughs> Seriously. And I have such an attitude. I'm like, just feed me and leave me alone until you do. <laughs> but by focusing on the small things that you're changing, you're setting yourself up for success. I know I've repeated that about 15 times so far in this episode, but it's true. And it's important.
0: And it's important. You need to know that this is, this is another little, you know, you're, you're checking those little boxes down your list as you start to get you're packing all your shit in the wagon to go on the journey. Like, yes, you're <laughs> setting
1: yourself up for success in the long runs. I referenced this last week also because I don't know where I came up with this metaphor, but apparently it's my favorite thing now. The small things that start the snowball.
0: Oh yeah. You can't.
1: It's the. It's those small things that do start the snowball. Excuse me. You can't have a snowball before without snowflakes. Like you just can't. It's not a thing. Like you can't build a snowman. Without snowballs, and snowballs come from snowflakes.
0: And snowflakes are these just the tiny, small things. Tiniest little thing. If you're not acquainted with a snowflake, you're lucky. <laughs> I used to live somewhere where we didn't have snow, and that was beautiful. <laughs> but you know, snowflakes are these these little tiny things. And it's your small you know winds. They are small winds. And I feel like sometimes this, the snowflake is a good analogy because sometimes when you're frustrated, you see that small wind, but then you see it disappear in the palm of your hand, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Yeah. Happiness is fleeting. Wow. Yeah. Just
1: just dig into like the meaning of life on our podcast. (laughs) I think we might have. We might be onto something here.
0: Getting deep this morning.
1: (laughs) Start by doing three smaller things that will lead you to your goal. So like just start writing down everything that you eat. You don't have to worry right now about how many calories you're eating or what your macros are. Just track every single thing you are putting in your mouth for three weeks. If you're currently doing nothing in terms of moving your body... Start with a walk around the block every night. It takes five minutes and anyone can do anything for five minutes. Like start with at least one meal that includes all one ingredient items. What do I mean by that? A lean protein, a carb, and a fat that are one ingredient. So chicken breast, eggs, rice, broccoli, etc. One ingredient, ingredients, <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: You would be surprised, honestly, by how much food you can eat when you're only Mm. eating one or two ingredient items. Mm -hmm. Um, That's when people start this, this whole thing. The first thing they say is, wow, I get 2,200 calories and I get to eat a lot of food. It's like, Yeah, you can eat a lot of food in general when you're eating whole foods. That's the beauty of whole foods. They're not necessarily going to taste as good as fast food French fries all the time, but that's okay. That's why you're rocking the 80-20 plan. So you can go get those French fries when you really want them. Yes, absolutely. You just need to keep track. And you don't want to let it, because I used to let it fuck with me when I would write my food down. I would have guilt Mm. and I would feel bad about it and be like, oh my God, I ate... I went to the bar tonight and I ate a pound of hot wings and I had an order of queso frito and an order of beer fries. And it's like, you know what? How many nights do I go out? Does it really matter that tonight I had a pound of wings and some queso frito and some beer fries? Cause
1: I'm going to go work out the next four days. So does it really matter? One day in the grand scheme of 365, even if it's a couple times a month Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of an entire year, that's not going to totally fuck you up. Like exactly. just start over again tomorrow and make sure that you, and don't punish yourself the next day by being like, oh, I only, I can only eat 1200 calories a day. Cause I went over yesterday. No.
0: Yeah. Don't just ever do that. Start don't the day anew. Don't make up for calories you ate the day before by cutting calories from the next day. Don't ever do that because that again can lead you into a sticky territory with, it can, it, it's just not a good idea. So if you go over, if you blow your load on Wednesday and you come back to Thursday, start with your 2200 or your 1800 or your 2000 or whatever your number is, that will always be your number. That's never going to change. You always get to eat that much food. But if you're having a day and you need to go have that comfort food, go have that comfort food.
1: And we do have like. I know that it can seem daunting to start tracking and writing things down. So, like, if you need help with any of that, we did come up with, we created our own meal templates and workout templates to record your numbers and record your food. So you can find that stuff um, just by searching template at meatheadtestkitchen.com. Like, if you do need, you don't want to waste a whole notebook. Like, cool, we got stuff for you.
0: Yeah, it's literally a page. You can download the PDF, print it off, and it's free. Yeah. Take advantage of that because you don't want to go out and spend a bunch of money on a bunch of stuff, especially when you're starting your fitness journey. Because unfortunately, hopefully this doesn't happen to you. But for some people, they get that month in and they're like, "Ah, this isn't going to stick. So don't go out and spend a shit ton of money on the front end.
1: Right. Well, and, and don't also like just because I do want to remind people too, like because I've been in this boat before and I know that it's discouraging when you don't see results that you are expecting to see immediately sometimes it's not going to be just the 30 days sometimes it's going to take some time for the changes to take in your body to adjust to eat like feeding it better whole foods yeah it it does take a minute like I think it I I had to stick the first time I ever calculated my macros I had to I stuck with it for six weeks and I was pissed I was fucking pissed because nothing was changing like at all all that meant was I was eating exactly what my body needed me to eat.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I was with, I was at, it's called maintenance. I wasn't trying to lose weight. I was trying to gain weight. But I was mad because I wasn't seeing anything at all. Right. It probably took me, as far as being consistent, uh, I don't know. It took me about two months, I think, to actually, like, start figuring out, like, knowing what my weight range was and realizing the fluctuations and why I was more hungry this day versus that, it does take some time, but it's part of your journey and you're doing this for you. Like the benefits in the end far outweigh the disappointment you might feel from time to time in the beginning.
0: Yeah. The disappointment is very, very short. Um, and we're, we're going to talk about that more too. And that's, That was something I actually had a conversation with um, with our buddy Travis about the other day. He came over and worked out with us for the first day and I made him do a fit test. And I was like, man, I'm going to make you run a mile today and you're going to fucking hate me. But we're going to do this because in the first 30 days, the first 90 days, honestly, the first 90 days are the most difficult because that's you don't see very much change. Mm -hmm. Like You might see a couple pounds come off the scale. Um, You're going to feel better. Your cardio is going to feel like you're going to feel great. Mm. You're going to be happy with what's happening, but you're going to be frustrated when you look in the mirror because you're not going to see those changes yet. You, changes you are happening. See yourself every
1: day. Yeah. It.
0: Yeah. So take pictures. But also, if you are going to start working into a training regimen, this is where fit tests are awesome. And it doesn't have to be this crazy long thing. For me, when I do a fit test with somebody, it's the same thing that my trainer used to do with me when I started. You do 60 seconds of air squats as fast as you can, 60 seconds of push-ups on your knees or on your toes, depending on however you can do it, as many as you can, and then you run a mile. That's it. Mm -hmm. Upper body strength, lower body strength, cardio. Those three things, you're going to do it every month for... Probably the first six to 12 months of your journey because it's a good marker to show where you're at because you won't see those physical changes right away. And let me tell you, it is one of the most fucking frustrating things ever to come home from the gym feeling like you killed a workout, feeling great about where you're at and how your body feels to get naked and get in the shower and to see that you look exactly the fucking same as you did yesterday. Right.
1: Here's the <laughs> other good, good thing for it, It's just like data collection, like with anything else with the fit test. So you do the, your initial one, then you come back in 30 or 60, 90 days, however long you want to wait and mm-hmm. compare your numbers that feeling when you've knocked a minute off of your mile run or you Which will did happen
0: within the first
1: couple months exactly so like yeah. when you do instead of doing 10 air squats you did 50 you know or or 30 when your numbers go up and you're like that feeling you know that you're doing something sometimes it's it's going to be that stuff and not just the aesthetics of, of what 's happening on your journey it's it's wins come in, in all kinds of packages, so that is something to keep in mind because sometimes you 're not going to want even to even do the small things <laughs> that 's when you 're going to have to rely on dis- discipline and I say discipline because I think that motivation it 's not annoying to me but it 's become such a word that that people rely on, but motivation is fleeting, and oh, discipline is The discipline is what's going to be part and key to building your habits. Discipline takes over when you don't fucking want to. And everyone, Sadie and myself included, find themselves not fucking wanting to continue executing your goals at some point. Like we are human. Shit happens. And when that happens, you have to dig in to your discipline and find some grit and just keep going.
0: Yeah. And I say this a lot and I mean it every time. Give yourself time to be great. I don't remember where I heard that for the first time, but that is one of my favorite. Like that's something that has stuck with me for a, for quite a while now. It's been a couple of years since I stumbled across that quote, but mm-hmm. um, it's true. You do need to give yourself time to be great because big things take time and effort to make happen. Don't give up on yourself, especially in the beginning when you feel like you're climbing uphill the most. The lack of motivation is going to be there. You're going to need that discipline and you're going to find grit. But what is grit? Well, I guess the dictionary definition, because that's where I pulled it from, is that grit is passion and perseverance for long-term and meaningful goals. Sounds like, sounds like us. Mm-hmm, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: ability to per- persist in something that you're passionate about and persevere when you face obstacles. This kind of passion is not about intense emotions or infatuation. Grit is life.
1: <laughs> Grit is life. What I'm, I'm thinking to myself too as you're reading this is like, okay, if if you're not seeing like the long term and you're already frustrated where you're at, think about something you are really good at. Were you good? And in some cases you may have just been naturally good at whatever that thing is that you're thinking of. But maybe 80% of the time you weren't. And it took time and practice And doing it over and over and over again to get good at it. Yeah. So if you think about that and apply it to fitness, it's the same exact thing. It takes some time and it takes some patience and it takes some fucking work. But you'll end up being great at it and feel great for it. The
0: work is worth it. Yes. There is a lot of it, but it is very worth it. And if you ask anybody that has made a major lifestyle change, like I used to weigh almost 200 pounds. I was unhappy. I was overweight. I felt like shit. My skin was garbage. And one day I just decided I didn't want to feel like that anymore. And there were definitely days that I wanted to quit. Fuck, there's still days where I want to quit. Mm -hmm. You're going to have those days. It doesn't matter how advanced in your fitness evolution you are. But you just need to do it anyway. Like nobody has ever said the words, man,
1: I really regret that workout. Nobody. But you'll regret not doing it. Like, I know we've repeated this a ton, but it's legit. Do it when you don't want to. Are you tired oh, yeah. of writing down your food? Fucking do it anyway. <laughs> are you tired? Is it cold out? Are you wa- Are you like just over walking around the block and doing the thing that you've been doing just to move your body? Do it anyway, especially on the days that you don't want to. Do you want fast food because you're tired and it's been a crappy day, but you already have a healthy meal prepared and waiting for you at home? Eat the healthy one anyway, because the healthy one's going to make you satiated and you won't feel guilty about it afterwards. If you're eating fast food because you've had a shitty day, there is some guilt that comes along with that from time to time. Just do the healthy habit anyway. It's not always going to be that easy, but sometimes it is.
0: It really is sometimes that easy, especially when you do that prep work. That's mm-hmm. why we like to talk about food prep, especially, because if it's in your fridge and it's ready to go and you just need to heat it up, nine times out of ten, you're probably just going to reach for that instead of calling Uber Eats or DoorDash or Grubhub or any mm-hmm. of the host of fucking delivery that we have at our disposal right now. Yep, Just... Trust the work, trust the work, trust, yeah. trust the process in general. But sometimes people don't understand what the process is. Yeah. The process is the work. Yeah. The work is what gets you to where you want to be. And that's in anything in life. And if you have had a hard time sticking with stuff before, I guarantee that if you stick this out and you see this journey through, there is nothing in your life that you're ever going
1: to dip out on again. Yeah. Like for the most part. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Unless, unless extenuating circumstances, something is really shitty or catastrophic or whatnot. But if you can do this, if you can get through the first part of your fitness and nutrition evolution into this new process, you are going to be set for life. Like if you talk to anybody that is established within fitness, they have a couple different characteristics. They all have them. They're confident. They're usually happy. And they're fucking proud of the work that they've done because they've done a lot of it. And you will also get there at some point. And you can
1: join the rest of us in our happy, happy, (laughs) proud fucking work land over here. (laughs) I know, right? And I know that some of the things that we say on this podcast, like maybe come off as preachy if it's not something that you've done before. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But sometimes doing it anyway or trusting the process or whatever cliche thing you want to say is the only way to find your discipline. Maybe you do have to rely on motivation for a little bit because that's, that's that's what you've got. That's got you going. But eventually that motivation becomes discipline and discipline is part of a habit and habits are what you do.
0: Yep. And you can do the work. I feel like a lot of people, the first like sign of adversity or resistance, most of the time they say, fuck it, cut and run. Like Mm -hmm. I, I get that, but when it comes to something like your health, you shouldn't be saying fuck it and cutting and running. It's going to be hard. You're going to run into roadblocks. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to lose motivation. You might even take a week or two off. That's okay, too. But mm-hmm. it's always going to be there to come back to, so you should always come back to it.
1: Absolutely. That is
0: That's discipline kind of in a nutshell, right? Yeah. It's always going to be there, so you just go to it. Just go. Just go, man. Absolutely. It's it's, it's really – it gets easier. It really does. Like um, There are days that – now where i'm like i don't work out and then out of nowhere i find myself putting my my gym shoes on and yeah. boom i'm in the garage before i even realize it
1: legit sometimes if i know i'm going to have a long day and i want to get a second session in i will wear my gym clothes to work because i already have my gym clothes on i might as well just do it when I get home. Like sometimes I have to do that just because that's just how it is. Speaking of healthy habits, building healthy habits, discipline, et cetera, we have come up with a 30 day for the month of January. It's going to be different healthy habit every single day. Like for example, drinking a 16 ounce glass of water right when you get up to start your day things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And we'll have that up on our website at meatheadtestkitchen.com. You can download it. You can write it out on your calendar, however you want to do it. Follow along with us. We'll be posting um, on Instagram with updates and and things like that. So I hope you'll join us. It's not going to like kick your ass or anything. It's just a series of healthy habits um, that we'll all work through together to kind of kick off the new year and, and do some healthy habits together.
0: Yeah, we will help you build that first 30 days. The first 30 days are the hardest. So, I mean, like we said, don't fall into the resolution trap. But the first of the year is a time where, A, gym memberships are smoking cheap. So if you are looking at a gym membership, now is the time. Um, But also, you just just need to do it to see that it's not that bad. Does that make Mm. sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like people, people look at this whole process and they're like, oh, fuck that shit. That looks too hard. It's really not that hard, though, once you dig into it, as long as you're not making these broad sweeping changes all at once, which we don't want you to do anyway. So, yeah, we're going to spend the first 30 days of the year with you helping you figure it's kind of like an advent calendar except for it's not in december yeah and it's a whole month (laughs) follow us on instagram follow us on tiktok we're on twitter um at meathead test kitchen on facebook instagram and tiktok at mtk staff on twitter um you can follow us our personal accounts you can find us meathead sadie meathead sasha where wherever um but you can do this Like this isn't, this isn't the worst thing that you've ever done. I can guarantee that. And you'll actually be glad that you did it down the line because the hardest part is starting. And sometimes I'm guilty of this and I'm sure you are too. I feel like we're all guilty of this. Sometimes you just need someone to push you out of the fucking nest, right? It's
1: time to fly. It's time to go, man. It's time to go. And you really can do like anything that you set your mind to. Like you just have to be patient enough with yourself to see it through I'm going to yeah. re- reference my snowflakes again, which is actually great timing because currently it is snowing outside. You have to see those snowflakes turn into snowballs and build your snowman with your progress. Like no one's perfect. No one's going to be 100, 100% of the time. But if you keep trudging forward, even when shit isn't perfect, you're going to surprise yourself. And I can promise you that because I've done it myself.
0: Yep. Remember the bucket analogy from a couple of weeks ago. That bucket, as long as it's getting filled at least a little bit, some days you're going to miss the bucket. That's fine. Some days you're going to hit that bucket 100%. But as long as at the end of the week there's water in that bucket, you're good. Absolutely. So snowflakes, buckets, let's go build some snowmen.
1: Hell yes.
0: MTK is proud to be a Heard At Media podcast. If you love us, please subscribe, rate, and review. We would love you forever. You can find us, I think, pretty much literally anywhere you find podcasts at this point. So. Stitcher, Deezer, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Amazon,
1: Google. All um, of them, like legitimately all of them.
0: (laughs) For real, legit. Yeah, anywhere you can find. That's cool to say. Wow, fancy. (laughs) So yeah, check that out. Um, If you have missed any of our previous episodes, if you are just jumping in and this is your first episode of MTK, please loop back and catch. uh, You don't have to listen to the trailer. You can if you want to see what we're all about. But if you listen to this episode, I feel like you already know what we're all about. Uh, you can always send us an email. Hello at meatheadtestkitchen.com. We actually read the emails and respond to them ourselves. So you will talk to us if you have any questions. Uh, If you're having any struggles, if you want to eat that cake and you're not sure if you should email us, like we don't care.
1: We'll we'll answer your questions. That's what we're here for. Until next time, my friends.
0: (laughs) Meathead Test Kitchen Out.
1: out. Join
0: Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK.
1: A Huda Media Production.